Psalm 87 has been a difficult one for translators. If you survey the various translations, you're going to find quite a few options and variations in this one. For today, we're going to stick with the Christian Standard Bible. The first three verses tell of God's special care and relationship with Jerusalem. It's his city built on Mount Sion, the city that he founded, which he loves more than any other city, and which people speak wonderful things about. Verses 4 through 6 are the difficult ones. And so reading from the CSB, it says, I will make a record of those who know me, Rahab, Babylon, Philistia, Tyre, and Cush. Each one was born there. And it will be said of Zion, this one and that one were born in her. The Most High himself will establish her when he registers the peoples. The Lord will record this one was born there. So God is writing a record of various other cities, economic, political, and cultural powerhouses of the day. Rahab, that's just another name for Egypt, by the way. And it's a record of who was born there, that is, in Zion. This one and that one were born in her. Now, this is not a psalm that asserts that Jerusalem was the first city in the world and all others come from her. It's saying that God is larger than just Jerusalem. He's the king and creator of the whole world. And his redemptive plans are going to encompass all of these different nations. Even though some are born in Babylon or Tyre or anywhere else for that matter, God is going to claim them as his own, saying, for all intents and purposes, you were born in my city and you have all the privileges which that citizenship provides. The Lord is one day going to establish himself as the God of all nations, and none of them will be playing second fiddle to the nation of Israel because all will be fully incorporated into Jerusalem's register. Thinking through this psalm in a more modern context, we could say it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you're from, what you've done, or who you've worshipped. Jesus commanded his disciples to go into the entire world, spreading the gospel across all nations so that they could be called his children, the new people of God. And if you respond to God as king, he's going to claim you as a natural-born citizen, his child. Now in Psalm 88, we have a much darker tone, and this is one of the saddest and most desperate psalms in the collection. It's written by Heman the Ezraite, who cries out to God, I'm a dead man. In verse 4, he says, I'm counted among those who go down to the pit. I am a man who has no strength, like one set loose among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more, for they are cut off from your hand. And what disturbs Heman perhaps even more is who's responsible for all this. God. In verses 6 through 8, the blame is laid at God's feet. You have brought me here. You were the one punishing me. You have isolated me from everyone. And this provokes a meditation on God's faithfulness. If death is all that awaits God's people... Is God really that faithful to Israel? We would like for this psalm to end on a note of hope, but there is none. All we're left with is the confused pleading of a man nearing death, forsaken not just by his friends, but by God. This psalm doesn't pull any punches, and it's one we would do well to remember, because sometimes there is no happy ending to our personal disasters. The hard truth is that people suffer and die in sometimes the most horrible situations all while crying out to a God who remains silent. Yet still, the psalmist cries out. And in Revelation chapter 6, verses 9-11, through 11, the martyred saints are still crying out. When will justice be seen? When will salvation arrive? And all they're told is to rest a little longer. There are still more who need to suffer and die for him. Psalm 88 has no hopeful ending, but the entirety of Scripture does. 
Psalm 88.10 asks, Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the departed rise up to praise you? With our knowledge of Jesus, we can answer yes, absolutely. When we die, God's going to do a wonder, and he will cause the departed to rise up in his praise, just as he has done with Jesus the Christ.